When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A long time ago, technically the 1970s, in a galaxy far, far away, okay, in California, an aspiring filmmaker named George Lucas created a dozen or so protagonists and antagonists for his sci-fi space opera. Nearly 50 years, countless films, TV shows, video games, novels, action figures, and comic books, and literally billions of dollars later, it's safe to say that his Star Wars creations changed the landscape of pop culture in ways no one, not even wise Jedi masters, could have predicted. And now, the great pop culture debate wants to determine, who is the best Star Wars character ever? Much like Cassian Andor, I also like to make 10 men feel like 100. I'm your host, Eric Resniak, and please help me welcome my panel, a real pew-pew platter of talent. She looks strong enough to pull the ears off a Gundark. It's Kara Austin. Fresh out of the back to tank and ready to rumble. <laughs> you nasty. <laughs> Next up, it's Kate Reculia. Kate, I love you. I know. At a girl. <laughs> and he's the most stuck-up, scruffy-looking nerf herder I know. It's Michael Schwartz. Oh, Eric, that's one of the nicest things you've ever said to me. Note I left out half-witted. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we get to the debate... How does this work? We made a poll of 100 or so of the most notable characters from the Star Wars universe. These could be from the films, the TV series, the video games, the comic books, didn't matter. If they were canon, they were game. More than 60 people took the poll, we tallied their votes, ranked the picks by popularity, and added them to a bracket. Now we argue about it and insult each other, all for your amusement. Want to play along at home? You can! Head to greatpopculturedebate.com and go to polls and brackets. There you'll find the downloadable listener brackets for this and every episode of our little show. Do your pet picks match up with ours? Do you have a bad feeling about this? Let us know by dropping a comment on this episode at our website or by yelling at us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. And lastly, if you're curious about how we went from our top 32 down to our sixth, Sith 16, become a Patreon supporter <laughs> of our podcast. Our Patreons at the $5 level or higher get exclusive access to the warm-ups slash part ones for each episode in which we work our way through all of the round one matchups. It's like a whole bonus episode for each topic and it includes arguments you will not hear anywhere else. And it's only one of our great Patreon perks, so please consider supporting us on Patreon today. With that out of the way, let's engage the hyperdrive and get straight to the debates. First up, it's ultimate number one seed Chewbacca up against four seed Ahsoka Tanu. The panel is evenly split here. Kate, explain why Anakin's former Padawan deserves a shot at redemption while Michael tells us why we should let the Wookiee win. And I'm going to have Kate go first. All right. So this one is actually a funny argument. I literally had to call my friend Jason to be like, I know she's cool, but like, what's her deal? (laughs) (laughs) So I have not seen her in anything. I haven't watched all of the Mandalorian yet. She has her own show that's coming out. 
She's a character whose time has come, though. She is a fully developed female character in the Star Wars universe, perhaps the most fully developed, who has the longest history of any character without actually being in any of the movies. Um, she was Anakin's Padawan when he was a Jedi Knight. Before everything went to shit with the Jedi Knights, my understanding is that she was like, y'all are bullshit and like pulled out. So she's been kind of doing stuff behind the scenes this whole time. As Jason said, quote, she did a number of things that probably saved the galaxy a couple of times without any credit at all, which proves that in a galaxy far, far away, the patriarchy is alive and kicking. And I feel like she is going to be one of the characters who really takes it down. That's my argument for her. She seems cool. (laughs) Yeah. And if you have not yet, I strongly encourage you to watch the Clone Wars series on Disney+. Plus. It's all on there. Um, I will say this. It starts with a movie. And the first season is rough. They kind of can't figure out tonally if it's for kids or Mm -hmm. what. But as that show goes on, it's amazing. And the character, Ah Ahsoka is the main character in it i mean her and yoda kind of michael would you and kara would you say that's fair yoda and ahsoka are kind of the two protagonists yeah yeah i think so absolutely um and she's she really i mean what an arc for this character her departure from the jedi is really well done and um yeah your friend jason hi jason uh he Mm -hmm. was a supporter of the of the uh, podcast yep um uh her departure from the, the jedi is super interesting and what she has done since then is really kind of like Oracle in the DC universe. Like she is mm-hmm. literally the one who is holding mm-hmm. shit together while everything yep. is mm-hmm. blowing up. So like just a huge figure behind the rebellion pivotal correct. who like is way ahead of the curve that the Jedi are up their own ass. Yeah. <laughs> and she, like, yep, it's true. She's great. So if you have not watched that, she also appears, she's in rebels. Um, and I believe she may be coming into bad batch now too, but um, and all right. Played by Rosario Dawson. Correct. In, in Angel. We, she's amazing uh, so with that said Michael what about Chewbacca tell me <clears throat> I'm gonna see if I can do this right <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible but I've been practicing all afternoon that's the best you're gonna get <laughs> so again I think we come back to the fact of like how integral Chewie is as a character and for a character like literally that does not speak a word during the entire thing. It is guttural sounds during the entire thing. The amount of character development that we get out that we find out about him. You know, the Wookiees are actually also one of the, and I to count it before, I may be wrong on this, one of the three races that are non-human that we actually learn more about in this entire universe for us. Um, you get your Ewoks, we know a little bit about them, and then the Gungans as well. You know, those are, we know a little bit about their societies from the movies as well. But the Wookiees are like such a core race to the to the rebels um as a whole um and the chemistry that Chewie brings not just with han but with every other character that he interacts with during any of the films that he is in you know we all look to Chewie as kind of the stabilizing force as well amongst the characters you know he remains calm he interacts with everybody. He is so critical. And it's not just his relationship with Han, but his relationship with everybody that he interacts with in this universe. He kind of is the heart of the team in a exactly. lot of ways. Yeah. Kara, where are you on this one? I'm still with Chewbacca. And part of it is just nostalgia. Like, that's, you know, one of the, ori- you know, the original team. Like, he's been there from the start. Um, and... I liked what Michael said too about him kind of unflappable, but then in those moments where he, like when um, they are 
on Bespin and they're captured. He's coming back from being interrogated and tortured. And he's like, you know, whimpering about it. You're like, oh, this must be really bad then. Um, yeah. Because the one who's kind of like the one holding it together, the one who's going to always, you know, make sure that everybody gets out and take care of everybody. Like he's hurt and he's, you know, that's one of those moments of like hopelessness before we, you know, get to the end and you have a bit more hope again. Uh, the way the way he hugs Han after he comes out mm-hmm. of the carbon freeze is just feelings. <laughs> so I don't remember where I saw it. it was somewhere online recently, and they were like, people think that in that relationship, you know, like Han, like Chewie's Han's pet. And someone's like, I think it's the other way around. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. When they go, Chewie is such they, a caretaker. Yeah, yeah, and like, and when they when um when Obi-Wan meets with him in the cantina, like to, to figure out a place to go, he talks to Chewie first. Yeah. Like, so like, I've got, you know, I got a plane and someone's like, I imagine that conversation on Chewbacca's end. Like, well, I have to introduce you to, to, to my, to my pet Han. He's not really good with strangers. So we're going to have to go, go easy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't embarrass me in front of my cat. Yeah. 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 Um, we all know it, like who's the adult and needs to make the decisions yeah. and it's Chewie. It's true. Uh, So if I had to look at arcs, I think Ahsoka has the much more interesting and um, complicated arc. But I'm thinking to episode nine when we think Mm -hmm. Chewie is killed. And I remember the actual gasp and horror I felt at the even thought of Chewbacca being dead. Like I was actually shook by that moment. And you saw how like, I mean, Ray lost it and, and all of yep. them did when Chewie yes. died. And I think um, that uh, is very powerful. And I can't, t- it, whereas like people think Ahsoka dies in the shows too. And I didn't have nearly as strong of a reaction to that. Does that mean that Chewie's a better character? It means he means more to me. Um, and while I respect Ahsoka, and I think they've done such a good job developing her. And I think, frankly, we've only started to see it. I think that yep. uh, rumor yeah. has it she's kind of becoming the core of the Mandoverse over on Disney Plus now, um, which I think makes sense because Mando himself is not really much of a character, right? Um, so I think we're going to see a lot more of Ahsoka, and I'm very curious. But at this moment in time, I think initially I had voted for Ahsoka, but it even if I didn't, it doesn't matter because Chewbacca is a one seed and two of you are team Chewbacca. So he has yes. to advance. And I know we're not counting the expanded universe. He has an epic, like epic death in the, in the books in the expanded universe. And I cried for a good hour when I read it. Like mm. it's, I have heard about what happens there and it's pretty epic. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's insane. Like it's, it's I'm not gonna get into the whole arc. Cause it's a whole, like, I wonder if, the, the bad guy from the bad guys from that arc will come into the current canon universe, but yeah, it it was it was very emotional. And and for you Wookiee fans, uh, if you're not aware, Marvel Comics has started doing kind of the next chapter of Star Wars, which is the High Republic, and it includes a Wookiee Jedi. He is a main character in it, so FYI. And I'm assuming that will make it into TV and cartoons and uh, movies in the very near future. At some point, yes. Yes. Next up, in a battle of Master versus Machine, it's two-seed Luke Skywalker up against three-seed C-3PO. Kara, explain why Luke should be the chosen one here, while Michael says, Domo Erigato, Mr. Roboto, and pushes 3PO. I'm going to have Michael go first. I mean, uh, we we talk about uh, a lot of this, and this is a hard one, because you, for me, in the end, I... Luke is such a driving force behind all of the storyline in the original trilogy and is a significant player in the, um, in the sequel trilogy as well. But 
3PO is in all nine films, you know, and he plays a role in all nine films. And he is such a crux in a lot of places where the story comes to a climax and you need that that team of 3PO and R2-D2. Um, I do not think that I am actually going to sway any of you guys from Team Luke, but like I think that there is an underpinning that 3PO provides to the entire universe that just makes him so integral to everything that the story does and, and the advancement of key plot parts of the plot as we move forward. Kara? I mean, especially in the original tr- trilogy where it's like the Joseph Campbell hero's journey, he is the hero in the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned this in the, in the, in the Patreon uh, session, but he's our entry point for the Star Wars universe. He's, you know, and he's so, as, I think as you get older, the more whiny he appears. <laughs> but when you are like a, you know, a teenager, like that, that's all you want to do is get away from wherever you are at that moment. You know, your house, your small town, whatever, you know. And I was a kid who grew up in a small town. It's like, I just need to get off this, you know, this, this, this dusty rock and just see what else is out there. And I think that's like a, a universalist theme for a lot of like, you know, young people, teenagers. And so if you're, especially if you're getting into this, if you're getting into the universe at that time in your life and with that movie, um, he's just, you, you relate to him. You relate to that passion, to that, that, that obsession with finding, you know, what your purpose is. And I mean, <laughs> he pays the cost of like you know it's like and you get that chance but maybe your aunt and uncle die in a fire <laughs> well, you get that chance. maybe you, you kiss your chance. sister like- yeah, kiss your sister you're gonna have a lot there's you know it's a, it's, a, it's the journey you have to learn things before you come back a different changed person um but he you know he goes from being this this I mean, is there anything more boring than moisture farming? (laughs) (laughs) It's true. He leaves that and goes on this incredible adventure. He learns he has this special power inside of him. He has to figure out, you know, who his parents were and become this great hero in the long run. And that gets a little tempered as we bring him back in other movies where he just kind of gets weird. (laughs) He just, uh, all I can think of right now is that moment where he's like milking the, the, the seal yes, cow thing. Yes, literally what I was yes. thinking too. Not breaking eye contact with Ray and drinking it. Exactly. <laughs> um, and and also but, almost murdering his nephew. You know, almost I mean, murdering it, his yeah. nephew. There's yep. so much relatable content there. <laughs> um, it's you, such a different, it's, I think it's just a difference in how storytelling versus the 70s versus now. Yeah, it's like, sure. that's so, it, it's, for the audience now and the way we consume media and how we expect it to be like we want you know no one's content with just something kind of being at face value or like a little like a, i mean i say a little reveal but like darth vader's his father like it's a simple reveal yeah now it's very complex and it's like you know but we also live in the time like i don't know like you know i'm thinking back to um lost where it's like fan theories and things are everything's connected in weird ways and i feel like that's how we're writing movies now mm-hmm. q um, movies yeah yeah QAnon <laughs> movies, but also like you know trying to then instead of it just being taking place in this fantasy galaxy it's like okay well how would someone actually process the mental load of being the only jedi and being res- or being responsible for making sure the dark side doesn't come back again yeah. i know i'll kill my nephew <laughs> 
That will take care of it. I have to say, like, it actually does make him a more compelling character. As much as I was, like, frustrated by Luke in 8, and I actually have no problem with the way he goes. I I actually think it's so cool. Love him in 8. Is my favorite kind of Luke Skywalker. I think he's more Mark Hamill in that movie than yes, Luke absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And there's something about that too, like Mark Hamill's sort of willingness, and he's almost there's like a gleefulness in in the meat he gets to play, right? Because Luke, yeah. as written, there's not a ton of meat. There's a lot of kind of um, excitement and things that he gets to do. Um, Human but puppy. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I was gonna go to the Tashi Station. What pick is he up gonna some cower pick up some power converters? <laughs> like you know, and and I think you you're right. The difference shoot womp rats back. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> the difference between '70s storytelling and and now, and also like just the innocence of the character. Um, I'm definitely voting Luke, but yeah. So, Michael, it is irrelevant if I vote for C-3PO because Luke is a two seed. I will say the arguments have actually swayed me to Luke because going into this, I was like, Luke is lame. Luke is a loser. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's Anakin. That's Anakin for Luke. I mean, they're both a loser and a a son. And out Luke's Luke. Exactly. Like the the least interesting character in the franchise. But like, actually, there were some very compelling arguments made. And I do think there's something really wonderfully tragic about Luke who is like set up as like you're the special one that's going to save everything and then oops you fucked it up again like yep, you're, you're the I, ben yep. kenobi who runs into the woods like right like yep. there's something about that that's actually really kind of interesting and so, and, yeah. and tragic so um i think that that's fine and we are and also when queen luke comes into mando at the end of season two with that cape oh, and is uh-huh. working it um that's pretty fierce <laughs> I, know, I know that like so i, I guess I, at the time i didn't realize how controversial that was like some people hated it like one i didn't think the the deep fake whatever was that bad on him now that the other guy who deep fake stuff did it better i'm like okay i see it but that was just that felt very special yeah <laughs> I, I thought it was, I was wonderful like, yeah i was so happy and emotional like and i know i complain about the universe being very small yeah. at times but that felt right Agreed. If they were trying to yes. find the, the remaining Jedi, that felt right. Right. And in, in my opinion, people just need to learn to enjoy things. You said it earlier. Mm-hmm. Everyone's trying to figure out what's happening and with these complicated plots. Like, just stop, sit back, and let the storytellers do what they're doing mm-hmm. and just try to enjoy things, says the man who runs a podcast in which they sit there and pick apart every single <laughs> possible element of a property and decide what part is the best. But they're but they're I, hot takes with low stakes. Hot takes with low yeah. stakes. Oh, that's yeah. a t-shirt. I, yep. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say, can't Kate? Close a, I was like, I can't close a window fast enough if I see something say fan theory. I'm like, done. I don't yep. want to know. No. Exactly. Yeah. No. Fan theory, go get laid. Okay, so yes. uh, speaking of <laughs> Grogu, in a merchandising bonanza, we had one seed R2-D2 up against present-day plushy fave Grogu slash the child, a four seed. But the panel has unanimously decided to arm the astromech and advance R2 to round three. As, did anyone change their vote there, or are we keeping R2 in this? Oh, God, R2. R2. Yeah. yeah. R2, but like Grogu's, Grogu's a close second. He's Grogu is pretty phenomenal as a, yeah. as a piece of cinema filmmaking puppetry. Just yep. chef's the fact kiss. That it's practical. Like, yep. I love that about it. And it could have gone mm. so wrong. It could have gone complete. Yep. It could have been yep. saccharine and like annoying. Mm-hmm. Like if you're watching the Bad Didn't. Batch, they've kind of figured this out. But is anyone, by the way, is anyone on this watching Bad Batch? I no. haven't started yet. Not yet. 
So um, it's it's getting better. But mm-hmm. the first couple episodes, there's a kid character who's in the show. And like the first four episodes, you're like, oh, look, this episode, it's how does Omega screw everything up and get endangered and everyone has to go and rescue her. And it's really irritating. They're, they're, they're working that out now. But like that easily could have been Grogu too. And I've never yeah. felt that about that character. They've done a very good job taking him and making him um, compelling, interesting. And yes, he's a plot contravance, but it really, it, it works so well. I, I do question like, how does that character make sense in the broader timeline of the the sequels, right? Like, because Grogu's not there at any point in seven, eight or nine. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to see where that all goes. Uh, with that being said, next up, masks are so hot right now, and nobody <laughs> knows that better than our next two combatants, two seed the Mandalorian slash Din Djarin, and three seed Darth Vader. I will explain why Vader takes my breath away, while Kara jetpacks to the defense of Mando. Kara, you go first. So, this is, I mean, I already talked about how much I love the Mandalorian, how much I love Din and, and that character. I just... I, I think it's maybe just also the novelty and the newness because I'm so tired of Darth Vader in a way because he's he's a toaster, he's a t-shirt, he's I don't like he's gotten and he's been done. And, he's been done, and Anakin Skywalker really, really. I I do not like movies two and three a lot and i think one of the reasons i really do not like them is because it took all of the like what made darth vader scary away like it was just like for me you're not intimidating anymore you're not as scary because you're just this whiny kid who killed a bunch of kids and now you're in a robot suit no (laughs) (laughs) like it just it got that part got so goofy and it's hard for me to watch the other ones and have that, like, I can't reclaim that mm-hmm. same, like, feeling of fear and, like, threat that he felt before. That's so, so much interesting. Of the, so much of the threat and the fear is the mystery, right? Yeah. And when you take away the mystery and replace it with something uninteresting. It's the Pat Oswalt thing. Like, I don't want to know where the things I like come from. I just like the things I like. Where he goes, <laughs> he's like, or like it'd, it'd be like, um, George Lucas, like, you want some ice cream? Well, here's some cream and some rock salts and some sugar. And you're like, no, I want ice cream, not this shit. Like, so I, 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 it's so interesting. It's also been tinted by like, you know, I found Kylo Ren more terrifying in the first, that first movie. Like when he yeah. loses his shit, when he messes up and he has the temper tantrum, that was terrifying. Cause I'm like, you're unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Vader's very predictable. Yeah. He hmm. has like two things he can do. He's gonna fo- force choke you from anywhere, <laughs> or he's gonna slowly lightsaber battle you. <laughs> but he's things. yeah. But Vader's like an adult, right? And that's yeah. so much what it is. And and it also feels like such a missed opportunity because like Anakin also is a young person, but is like the least. Like when I think of him, I think of like a flat line. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I don't think of him having a temper tantrum and like no. Yeah. It's that whole like weird interpretation of Jedi in, in those movies where it's like, we just talk like this. And you know, it's no emotion, no inflection. Mm-hmm. Like and even though even when he's you know, and now we're going into we're combining Darth Vader with the Anakin in this in this bracket, but hey, they're the same person. Like even when he's supposed to be um like, you know, it's the whole sand conversation where he hates it, but he's like weird about like it's that is the worst piece of cinema. 
Like, uh, like I know there, I know snuff films exist, but that's the worst piece of cinema <laughs> I've ever. I thinking about it, I'm getting so creeped out. I mean, it's, three is essentially a snuff film when you're looking yeah, at it. Yeah, I'm just like, girl, girl, get out of there. You can do so much better. So much better. So much better. So I, I don't want to muddy. Ewan McGregor is standing right He's there. With a He's beer. right there. <laughs> so I don't want to muddy too much with Anakin. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking yeah, at Darth yeah. Vader coming yeah, in and the final few minutes of three on. And, and I know so. I've, I've more or argued against Darth Vader than for the Mandalorian, but I think he has. He's like again. I think the the character arc in the TV show is for me more compelling and more interesting than the entire prequel, the prequels, and the original trilogy with Darth Vader. I mean, back in the seventies, it had to be a real reveal that he was Luke's dad, unless you spoke German. <laughs> <laughs> That is funny. Are, like with the Mandalorian, like you know, there's so many things that are being revealed about him. And again, it's like, what is he, you know, what, what, what things really motivate him? Is it the creed he's, you know, grown up in and the fact that he was rescued from this other, you know, rescued by the Mandalorians adopting their culture. And, um, but then he, you know, now he's in charge and he's like, sees himself in this little kid who also needs to be saved, but is also more powerful than him in ways he doesn't understand. So how does he protect the, and, but then this kid is in danger from everybody in the galaxy wanting to get it. So how does he, you know, deal with his childhood issues with this, you know, like realizing he's been abandoned too, like this child has, but also get like, there's so much growth. And again, it's, it's difference in storytelling. We talked about that. It, it is. How we tell stories now is so much different than how we told stories in the seventies. For sure. I yield the floor. Sorry. I actually, <laughs> I, I would argue, I actually don't think the Mandalorian has a, a huge arc at this point. Yes. There's layers to him and they're being exposed, but it's like John Wayne in the babysitters club. That's the Mandalorian folks. And like, I'm not mad about that necessarily, but I think the actual arc for, vader is really interesting i do want to go back because you were saying like you don't find vader threatening anymore it's all been ruined by the prequel trilogy for um, me i don't want to say that for like no, and I'm that's not- fine that's totally personal right you that's yeah. your, your take on it um i'm gonna go back to when i was a kid i'm gonna start with that and i'm michael i'm assuming well you were what 10 when the originals were coming out around that that, that age um i was seven when a new hope came out okay um i the first time i saw vader i was terrified i was like i have nightmares about him this the physical image of him is so haunting and just it it is to me as a child that is what evil and like terror looked like the breathing like everything about that character was dead on from a visual and audio perspective and i don't think you can discount that for like in terms of characters right as an image as an iconography he's incredibly powerful um and i think the mandalorian is basically just boba fett with all the paint taken off of it It, that's (laughs) if you're going to talk about images right but when you look at the actual character um he has when he first introduced he's just this death machine right and he's just like relentless in trying to kill and yes the lightsaber battle is bad like it's so bad to go back and watch the the obi-wan darth vader lightsaber battle in episode four i was like oh no like, <laughs> we had special you know, take, a, take a moment to appreciate the people who had to hand paint those cells yes right to get that effect but i was mm. like holy moses this is like really really sad now but then like in part two and like you wonder when did uh, Lucas actually start seeing this when like he starts realizing that his son's out there. And then later in part three, he realizes that his daughter also survived. It's 
really the story of an absentee father who is trying to take out his um, misguided teenage daughter. Um, It's kind of like a horror film, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But truthfully, I I do think there, and then his, his like reverse heel turn in the final moments where he has that moment of redemption. And if you do bring in the stuff from actual Anakin, here's a character of a kid who was told he was incredibly special. The gifted youngster, right. Who's who goes out into the world, realizes he's not that special turns to whatever, you know, porn, drugs, the dark side, whatever it is that you need to get your yayas out. Um, this makes, is the whole fanboy thing again, though. <laughs> true. He makes terrible de- decisions, murders entire planets full of people, which, you know, props on achievements. Um, but then ultimately realizes, oh, I've been used by this guy who's been screwing me for decades and then takes that fucker out. I do think that Vader is a great character. And in terms of threatening, go back and watch his, like, quote unquote, reintroduction at the end of Rogue One. That scene is terrifying. That's like something yeah. at a Halloween when Michael Myers is coming after them. It's just like wall to wall death. And it, it, it's we're comparing Kylo's attacks in the in the 2010s, which are much more elaborate with all the kinds of special effects and, and, and um, fight choreography to 45 um, year old men in the 70s who are like batting each other with wiffle sticks. <laughs> Well, you know? to, to, to bring in another property, I think Darth Vader for me that has the same thing as like when you look at old Doctor Who with the Daleks, where like mm, my yes. husband who watched him was terrified, and then I came in that later. I was like, but they can't go upstairs, so all you really need to do is go upstairs. And so with Darth Vader, like in the original trilogy, he's like, you just gotta run real fast. He's just Frankensteining along, like he's not gonna get there. That is true, but I think um, number one, I don't want to discount how terrifying he was when he was introduced because what i mean he's been dead since six there's been no real returns although he is a compelling force for kylo you would not have kylo without darth vader without that smashed beat up burned helmet correct yeah um i I also say they did a dirty when they replaced um oh the the force ghosts yeah boo I don't mind it. Um, but <laughs> I didn't know that when you die as a Jedi, you get to pick what point in your timeline you would like your profile picture to be in the afterlife. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> See also the new He-Man show, and I'm going to leave that at that. Um, so, Michael, where are you on this one? Darth Vader, 100%. All right. And Kate, where are you? I am also on Darth. Like, he's just like, you can't discount him iconographically from Star Wars or from film, from American film. Like, so I think towering. Kate, you did, excuse me, Carrie, you did an excellent job arguing. And I would just like, Pedro, I defended you this whole time. So <laughs> hit me up. Call me. my DM. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're his type. I'm pretty sure he's going for people more like Michael and myself. Could be wrong about that, but that's just I a just, theory. I just want to cuddle. <laughs> Fair. Get yourself a wicket. That's what you need. I just want to cuddle and watch a movie together. And then I'm not a bad wife. So there you <laughs> go. Uh, the rest of round two is literally all unanimous decisions, folks. This is a first for this podcast, I think. It's a blowout. Right, it's, it's a testament to those characters. It is. I, it I is. like that. Yes. When uh, it's right. It's right. It's right. It's right. Yoda, a one seed, said, "Stop it now." To Boba Fett, um, <laughs> Han Solo. I had to get that in there. I'm sorry, folks. Um, Han Solo, a two seed, once again beat out his old scoundrel pal Lando Calrissian, a three seed. Princess Leia, a one seed, proved that the classics cannot last. The ingenues by advancing past Rey Skywalker, a four seed. And can I? O- can I? Can I say something about Rey? Of course you can. I want you to i love ray 
Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for that insight. (laughs) Well, in the way that, and you know, Patriot, if you want to uh, hear my going on at some length about how I enjoy Force Awakens, subscribe to Patreon and listen to the podcast before this one. But I, I grew up with Star Wars. Like I don't know a time without it. I really loved the movies as a kid, but it wasn't until I saw Force Awakens that I was like, is this what white men have felt the whole time? Jesus Christ. I didn't know I was starving and I am still just a cis het white lady. Like I am not a paragon of great diversity myself. Like, but it was just, it was gobsmacking to see that character in a film that large, that huge. Like it just, it meant so much to me. And I, Force Awakens is great. I feel like that movie writes an incredible check that the trilogy, the new trilogy's new butt doesn't really cash, no. <laughs> but but it still the writes that check. Off. Yeah, the wheels come up, but it still writes that check. And, you know, who's she up against? She's against Leia. She's never going to beat no. Leia. But like in my heart, she does because yeah, of it, what she meant to me. Yeah. I will- had her Mara Jade moment. And that's what yes. most of the world had. They're like, yes. oh, if I can see it, I can be it. And there I am. Woo. Yeah, nothing against Ray completely. If it was anybody yeah. else, I probably would advance yeah. her. I think she's a great protagonist. I think Daisy really did an amazing job playing. She did playing an incredible job. Yes. Yep, she really um, did. I personally, I know we're all like, oh my God, we're tired of Star Wars films. But I personally <laughs> would love in 15, 20 years to see Ray be the in the um be the old luke be yeah. the old luke but mm-hmm. not in a grizzled angry like how about like a hopeful way like really actually like guiding the next year like i want to see that i really do yeah. because i want her in a like a lord dern kind of way yes, yes exactly please. yes so Sorry, I, I was very enthusiastic about that absolutely at, uh, at admiral holdo mm-hmm. by the way another character i loved and does not get enough credit i thought she was great agreed um, so yes, unfortunately, she, so she shows up in one of the Leia books I'm reading. Oh, does she? Okay, good. Cool. Yeah. I'll have to check that She's out. She's kind of like um, a little bit of uh, what's the one from Harry Potter, like a Luna Lovegood in a way. Oh. Like her character as, as a younger person is just like she's a little weird. Like, <laughs> and we'll have to check that out. That sounds super interesting. But unfortunately, yep. Ray is out. Leia continues, and Obi Wan Kenobi, a two seed, needed no Jedi mind tricks to dispatch Droid BB-8, a three seed. That is the end of round two. Oof. We're going to take a that quick. Was, that was brief. It was brisk. Yeah. We're going to take up. a a lot of time from round one, which went on a little bit at length. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. But it's quality content that you should subscribe to the Patreon for. Exactly. Thank you, ladies. Uh, We're going to head down to Tashi Station to get us some power converters, and we will be right back. If you listen to the great pop culture debate, but you aren't one of our Patreon subscribers, honey, you are missing out. Patreons at the $5 level get exclusive access to the part ones for each main episode with arguments you won't hear anywhere else. Patreons at the $10 level also get a free piece of GPCD premium merch. And Patreons at the $25 level get all of the above, plus they get to pick a mini show topic for us to record. And guess what? You get to join the panel too. And those are only some of the perks. Head over to patreon.com backslash great pop culture debate and subscribe today. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. 
To participate, simply fill up an Orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Mike Rappin, host of the I Read Comic Books podcast. I want to invite you to join me and two of my regular panelists on our next episode as we give our comic book recommendations and give you our comic picks for the week. On each episode of IRCB, you can expect us to dig into the comic book reader experience as we tackle subjects like our favorite colorists, the importance of a good comic cover, what manga you should read next, why Batman is the best or worst dad in comics, our favorite character tropes, dollar bin shopping, the digital reading experience, and so much more. You can find episodes of I Read Comic Books every Wednesday at ircbpodcast.com, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As we say on IRCB every week, we want you to remember, comics are good. And so are you. Finish up that blue milk because we're back for round three of our best Star Wars character debate. Before we get to the Elite Eight matchups, I want to ask my panel, where can people follow you on social media so they can yell at you and not just at me? Uh, Kara, you are first. Uh, You can yell at me on Twitter at C-M-Y-K-A-R-A. You can try to yell at me on Instagram, but that's a lot of pictures of my kid and my dog. And if you're a creep, I'm not going to let you follow me. Atta girl. (laughs) Same address. Kate, how about you? Uh, you can yell at me, please, gently. <laughs> Unless Twitter. you're Adam Driver. Unless you're Adam Driver. You can yell at me all day long, gently, <laughs> not gently. I don't even just slide into my DMs. They're always open for you. Um, uh, at Kate Reculia on Twitter. And on Instagram, Adam Driver, how do you feel about cat pics? I have a lot of cat pics at Gomez Rack. <laughs> Amazing. And Mr. Schwartz, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Instagram at T H E R A X three two nine Therax three twenty nine on Instagram, but I don't see anybody yelling at me because I'm just right. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and you can find me at Eric Resniak on Twitter and Instagram. That's E R I C R E Z as in zebra, S as in snake, and as in Nancy Y A K. Or you can just message at Great Pop Culture Debate on Insta, uh, and we're at Culture underscore Debate on Twitter, which I will never stop talking about was such a terrible terrible decision for a handle but you know what here we are here we are it's fine it was s the prequel as in snake or s as insidious <laughs> that's tr- <laughs> don't you give away all my secrets madam <gasps> how am i supposed to stay a sith lord if everybody knows it all right with that being said we're going to move right into round three before we have yet another trilogy to discuss so our elite eight um we have first up chewbacca versus luke skywalker i'm going to go around the horn michael which one are you going with This one's really hard for me. I know we've talked about a lot of the arguments, but I'm going to go with my heart versus my head over this, and I'm going to stick Team Chewy at the end. All right. Kate, how about you? Oh, this is very hard for me because, like I said, I love love crotchety, salty Luke in the new trilogy. Like, I feel like in many ways that really elevates him as a character for me. But like Chewy, Lennon and McCartney, Blanche and Baby Jane, Han and Chewy, like he's just such an iconic cinema figure. And and I think, you know, something he doesn't get a lot of credit for, we don't think about necessarily. He's like wearing, he's a walking carpet. He's wearing the suit. We always understand exactly what he's saying, exactly how he's feeling. He's basically a silent movie character. And it's an incredible creation in a way that Luke is sort of an idea of a very, of like a established myth. Chewie's kind of his own special thing. So I'm going to vote Chewie. All right. Kara. This is hard and I don't like it. 
Uh, I love hard things, so you know. <laughs> Adam Driver, sorry. Boo. I don't love that one. Um, you know what? I, I, when we when you when you posed the question, I was like, I'm gonna go Team Luke. But listening to uh, Michael and Kate, I gotta go with my heart. <gasps> my 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 furry oh. shaggy heart. It's not you. (laughs) Kara, I forgive you for everything I said about you. (laughs) And I'm going to say about you. Um, Yeah. Because he he is such. Yeah. As much as I defended Luke, it's like Luke could be like anybody in that role. I don't, you know, especially in the trilogy. But Chewbacca. I mean, yeah, he look, looks different completely than you know the human characters in the story. <laughs> but he's again, it is kind of like the Mandalorian thing. He's you know, it's a dude in this fuzzy, uncomfortable suit right. who makes you just fall in love with this character and care so much about him. And he's always he's he's the one getting everyone out of a shitty situation. Like he's the one punching the, the the control panels on the Falcon and you know, or yelling at Han Solo for not fixing it right, <laughs> or for more time to fix it right. Yeah, so- I'm with Chewie. It doesn't matter what I vote for. I I personally think this is the wrong choice. Chewie is the <laughs> ultimate number one. And so the people agree with you that Chewie should advance. I think in terms of characters and in terms of like arcs, Luke has unquestionably the more interesting yeah. arc. Um, I think Chewie is the heart of the series. And there's something about that that is incredibly special. But um, Kate, you were mentioning he's, you know, Lennon McCartney and Baby mm-hmm. Jane and Blanche. But... Lennon is not here. It's just McCartney. <laughs> Blanche is not here. It's just baby Jane. And so do you move them forward without the other part of the pair? I mean, the other part of the, the pair is here, but they're going to be competing as a solo act too. Um, and I think. Well, I mean, that's kind of what he had to do anyway. <laughs> but also he had when to you continue yeah. on. Like Chewy, like Chewy is the heart. And when they when they decided to make the ill-fated Christmas story, it wasn't about Luke. The story was about Chewy. Yes. Yeah. It was about so many things. And his creepy oh. father watching yeah. people. <laughs> yes. We and get that. And Carol. But exactly. But the Wookiees were what it was about. Yes, that is that is very true. Given um, come to the dark side, Eric. It doesn't matter if I do or not. Like, Chewie's advancing. And I will say this. Chewbacca should get a vote, if only for... I'd like to throw us all back to... I don't remember when it was prequels or sequel trilogy, where they had those masks, the Chewbacca masks, when you opened your mouth, it made yes. the Chewbacca. And that one woman absolutely yes. losing her mind in the car. Go, Let's yes. go back and rewatch that. Like, Chewie should get a vote That's just for that woman. episode should be Star Wars merch. <laughs> it's true. Like, yes. As someone yes. who was, like, 17, super into it, and had stupid amount of disposable income and a Toys R Us, I owned... Re- ridiculous things that they, I bought anything they put out in front of me <laughs> yeah and as someone who's recently been to Disney World and yeah. all the Star Wars merch there there's some pretty incredible stuff so Chewbacca will move forward Luke Skywalker is out next up it's R2-D2 versus Darth Vader a battle for the ages truly uh, I'm gonna start with Michael here who are you coming down on Ooh, I'm gonna stick with Darth Vader on this one because I think we need something of the dark side as we continue to move forward all right. And Kara? This is hard in the way that it's like, what are we judging on? Who is like a more like, it, who's more fun to watch? Who is it? You know, you talk about as a character or with an arc, like Darth Vader has a more interesting arc than R2-D2. 
though he does R2D2 does have a, a, a an interesting one because you know he in just the trilogy alone has has the battle plans gets thrown into a brand new environment has to find his you know way back to find a hermit in the middle of a desert and, <laughs> and you know and go all that that whole journey so now maybe I'm talking myself out of Darth Vader um but yeah he's you know I said he's he's a toaster he's a lunchbox he's a t-shirt so is R two all of those? So things. is R two, yes. yeah. yeah. But but when it comes down to, and I talk about this in the Patreon thing, the the three pack of VHS tapes I had of the trilogy, it's it's Darth Vader on the front of it. Yeah. So yes, I, I'm gonna go with Darth Vader. Kate. All right, I'm gonna be wild, and I'm gonna go with R two, yeah. and I'm gonna tell you why. I think iconographically, both R two and Darth Vader. I think they're kind of on the exact same level in terms of when people say Star Wars character, do they think yes. of Darth? Do they think of R2? Um, what is the best Star Wars character? I kind of used this ar- argument before when I was like, Luke is like a, a hero. It's a hero's journey. Like he's his character is not unique to Star Wars. Darth Vader's character is kind of not unique to Star Wars. And and honestly, neither are R2 and 3PO, but they are sort of like in Rome, like the Lucius and Titus, the two like everymen who just kind of like bumble along in the course of like major historic events. That's what R2 is. Um, and I think that that part of the story is part of what makes Star Wars really unique and really special, that it has these very human characters that are part of the universe and make it more it's like there's multiple entry points. You can enter through Luke or you can enter through the droids, right? Yeah. Sure. That's a yeah. good point. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with R2. I'm gonna go with R2. And I and, and now now I'm leaning swinging back too, because when we talk about like even the technology and like the Yeah. The, that's one thing in these universes, because you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff in science and technology now that's inspired by stuff from science fiction. But that's one area where they haven't gotten it right then. Like these are droids, but they are like fully realized beings. They, yeah. Yeah. have personalities it goes beyond just like you know a stuffy as and I, it's like Cthulhu is a bit stuffy but like you know but right. there's he's not stuffy and infallible yeah you know there's a personality to that and you don't see that in a lot of other sci-fi adventure things the, I the, think the the sort of like what what they created in terms of a character through R2 mm-hmm. is more impressive to me with um, blips and bloops yes. essentially yeah yeah blips yeah. and bloops entire vocabulary when like the Jawas shoot him and he goes oh the screams alone yes. are and he screams he's in the X-Wing too and it's like yeah. the yeah. bullets and he's on fire yeah. <laughs> and it's just like why would you program them to feel pain <laughs> why indeed the central questions of Star Wars he's getting a he's getting a sympathy vote for me they can feel pain he's a he's a Better character than Darth feel Vader. and express pain. But I mean, Vader is like an incomplete android. If he had been more of a droid, I don't know. I guess I'm like heading towards a thesis territory. I'm not going to get there today. But anyway, R2. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I hear all of that. Um. I think it needs to be R2 too. And I know I was just arguing that like Chewbacca is the heart, but you know, Luke has the arc. Um, it's the same argument, except I'm going with R2 here, who is not the heart, but he's almost like the child of the story. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, frankly, he actually does have a really important role to play. Yeah, like, he does. Absolutely. He, he basically is the entire reason that the Death Star is blown up. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, uh, I will say this. He's an integral part to that, as well as like getting Obi-Wan into the entire arc. Right. Yep. Um, yes. 
and I just have like from a pure nostalgia standpoint, as much as I was terrified by Darth Vader as a child, I absolutely was obsessed with R2-D2. And I like saw myself. And to this day, if you say what Star Wars character do you see yourself most in? It's fucking R2. I'm always there. I'm always screaming. Um, and <laughs> so do you feel pain? You to feel pain. <laughs> exactly. And I'm basically just a garbage tank on wheels. Um, that's it's me it's it's been me all along i feel so I, seen right i had a uh, a remote oh, control is that, is that a port in the wall let me stick something in there <laughs> exactly <laughs> so true. he he is I me I, I see myself in him um uh but that's like, just because he's so shiny <laughs> i wish um but so like when when i was a kid for one of my early birthdays, I got a remote control R2-D2, um, which I had for years. I lost the remote control. And then this is a story that's going to embarrass her. But when my niece was really little, she used to be scared of monsters in her closet. And I still had the R2-D2 unit. Um, and I was like, oh, I have this monster fighting robot. I don't need it anymore. Do you want it? And she literally had the R2-D2 on her night Aww. shelf. And R2-D2 used to keep the monsters away from her. So I'm sorry, Addison. I, you'll never listen to this. But that is, that is the thing that happened. Um, but, but you I know, really, he would. If that was really the case he would he totally fight monsters that. for for yeah. any child that's for who r2d2e2 is he's okay. truly the hero of the story to me the, yes. um so i'm going for r2 there are you okay with that michael if we advance r2 yeah no i like i love r2 as well so moving r2 along it just is good for me great next up yoda versus han solo uh oh. kara you first <laughs> Why do you hurt? Why do, why do you why do you hurt us, Eric? I only hurt You're the not ones I love. Me, Eric. I'm Han Solo all the time. I, know I you love are. a scoundrel with a heart of gold, and it's oh, Han Solo is like a sexual awakening on the screen. <laughs> yeah, and I mean Harrison There's Ford like, is so hot in this movie. Absolutely, small. even I mean, he's in the not, sequel trilogy, he's and not know, Indiana like, Jones hot, but he's he's up there. He's still pretty smoking. He's yeah. up there, and the scenes with him and Leia, I know for modern sensibilities, it wouldn't play out as well. Like it's a little, know, yeah, it's a little yeah. not great, but it's a little not great. But it's so I great. love you. I know. I love so you. Good. I know, but yeah. <laughs> so good you know i i like nice man i'm a nice fan i was like yes you are and no you're not but yes you are <laughs> um, all right one vote yeah, for mr solo. solo kate i gotta give it to han solo like he is the thing that is missing from the prequel trilogy that makes them not good right yes. it's like you miss that yeah. entire like, like scoundrel archetype, archetype yep. that's, that's like true. the yep. chaos agent between good and evil and without that it's it's not a triangle it's just a line yes, but it's <laughs> also a you, with, with a world mm -hmm. like that you need someone in it occasionally going well that sounds stupid yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> which is what he does in the first movie there's like, no you know. what does he say there's no religion what does he say I, i'm gonna there's no all uh, yeah. oh god something all religion thing so yeah Ruining my religions is no yeah. no uh no comparison for a good blaster at your side or yeah yeah no, yeah yeah you need you need someone there's to no be all like, all powerful force controlling me i'll tell you that yes yeah you need someone who to kind of be like to puncture the that's bullshit so that then yeah you they can accept it later and you can be like oh mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah yep. yes that makes and sense like he's another another character with a, a, he has a really good character arc and character development because mm -hmm. he's he in does. it just he's he's not even in it for I mean, he's in it for the money at the beginning but it's not even the money to fight the empire it's just to go someplace yeah well, and it's then, the payoff java right 
Yeah, it's fair, but yeah. he's he's not in it like you know. And then they get him in for the money for helping out. He's like, you know, she's rich, you know, and how rich? And you know, so he's in the money that way. But then he comes back for Luke. You know, it, like he's someone who has had a, a difficult life and had to look out for himself. But then in this, you know, recognizing a great need and, and in developing a friendship with these care you know, other characters, realizing he cares about them, does the right thing in the end. Yep. And he has a freaking boss tragic death that Harrison Ford really wanted. <laughs> Can I tell you, like, the saddest part of, like, going to things like Comic-Con was seeing how not into it Harrison Ford was yeah. with anything Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, he just, he just dripped off him. Like, he's just like, fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> Get me out of here. Michael, you guys are all- oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm pretty sure, like, getting ready for people else, he's like, I think you guys are all going to like this movie. And it's like, you asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Michael, where are you on this? Oh, I'm Han. 100% Okay. 100% Han. Um, we, we really didn't talk that much about regular sized Yoda. Um, we, we, we talked a lot about baby Yoda, but I do think he's a great character and um, a marvel of puppetry, frankly. Yes. Frank um, Oz. Frank Oz, incredible performance. Also very good in Clone Wars. He's also mm-hmm. good. I mean, he's good in the prequel trilogies too. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, he's Except one of the- his... His lightsaber battle is goofy as hell, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't. He looks mind like it. like somebody threw a super ball in a small room. Like <laughs> <laughs> there's some like kids' toy from the early two thousands that like Bakugan or something, where it's like these discs that spin around. That's that's Yoda and the lightsaber. Yeah, but uh, he is a, a an integral part, and I think there is mystery. You said earlier that um what what hurt. Vader was getting rid of the mystery. There's still a yeah. ton of mystery for you. Oh yeah, which is yeah. remarkable considering he's been around since the 70s. We still know very little about his no. background besides. There, and we only just knew, and now there's more of them. Right? Oh, I yeah. guess we did because there was Yaddle on the yeah on the uh, uh the prequel trilogy. You have Yaddle on the council as well, who's like a Lady Yoda. Yes, <laughs> Lady, Lady Yoda. Yoda. And Lady do you guys Yoda. want to hear a cute story about Baby Kate? Yes. Yes. Having to do with Yoda. Um, speaking of mystery and like the way he comes into the trilogy, he's just this really this like breath of strange fresh air that just becomes absolutely iconic in Empire Strikes Back. But as a young person, when Yoda dies, it's a very gentle Jedi death. I remember mm-hmm. turning I was, I don't know, five, six, turning to my mother and being like, well, why did he die? And she said old age. But instead, <laughs> I heard old eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck i better not eat any old eggs <laughs> but i guess if i die i'll just peacefully disappear like <laughs> and then come back as a pretty cool ghost yeah yeah anyway you could do worse old eggs old eggs <laughs> uh so we are advancing hand solo i'm sorry yoda next up it's princess leia versus obi-wan kenobi i'm gonna uh, start point of order point oh, of order oh 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 general leia organa solo Thank she you, is a Lily. general. Put she some respect was on a it. general. Put some respect <laughs> on that name. All right. Organo Solo. Got it. Thank you very much. Next up, General Leia Organo Solo versus <sighs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. I want to start with Michael. Again, I'm the third time in a row that I'm up and going first. But <laughs> Oh, are you? Then never mind, Michael. I'm not starting with you. I'm starting with Kara. <laughs> <sighs> I, this isn't hard, but I'm, I'm torn away because I think Obi-Wan was like my first favorite character in Star Wars. Because, again, I watched it when I was, like, you know, really got into middle school, high school. And, it's like, I, w- I want a strange man from the desert to teach me <laughs> skills, give me a laser sword, get me out of here. Like, who, 
I want this, you know, this hermit to tell me I'm special. You know, the people who I think are my parents aren't my parents. And I'm really supposed to be, you know, a Jedi Knight. Who doesn't want that? And like my high so for my high school yearbook, my senior year, I did not like my school. And I wanted my yearbook quote to be, you will never have seen a more wretched hive of selfish villainy. <laughs> but my mom who worked at the high school wouldn't let me do that. Mm. Um <laughs> So it ended up being who's more foolish, the fool or the, the fool? fool who follows him. <laughs> so I like, like uh, go, go ahead, ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say I like that basically what you were describing there was uh, a peyote ver- uh, journey at Burning Man. Uh that's what you were yearning for. <laughs> that's what I was yearning for. Um But like, you know, he's he's in it and he's he's certainly important and um, you know, and I then when the, the prequels came out. I you know I enjoy his character again. It's it's Ewan McGregor who is a good actor in a terribly directed role. Mm-hmm. Just given a real cardboard performance there, bud. Um, <laughs> but really, when it comes to who's the best character, like it's Leia all the way. Yeah, Leia. Leia goes. You know the the, the best character. You know the most character development. The she's she. I mean we we meet her. And in the, you know, what, you're an, not even an hour in, and her planet's destroyed. Yeah. Just boom, in front of her. There goes her mom, her dad, her neighbor. Everybody's gone. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, and she's also someone who, you know, is has the status of being a princess, but is also involved in the Senate, which would be like... Um, <laughs> Prince William deciding to become a member of Parliament. Right. (laughs) I love this so much. I want to do it for the people too, instead of just like living in this. But again, like her nerd glasses. Um, Her parents were involved in the you know in the rebellion. Her dad especially. Um, So it was always going to happen. But yeah, so she has you know she's she's trying to do you know to 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 carry on, not knowing she has to carry on what her father started, but you know has to deal with that trauma and continue to fight for, you know, and support the rebellion and going, you know, and then getting, kissing her brother and then meeting her, the love of her life. And, you know, and still finding out that she, you know, that she has a brother who her dad is and keep going through. And she's the character who comes back the strongest, I think in the sequels. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. She, you know, she is a general, she is dealing with a real weird part of her marriage. Like they have this separated, they had a, you know, they had a kid who I never quite understood why they named him Ben. Cause she never really met him. And neither did only Han Solo did, but like they don't have a good, great relationship. He didn't like bond with Ben Kenobi, but okay. Um, And you know, the the goofy flying scene in space aside, she has this gravitas, and it's and part of it, especially then, is just Carrie Fisher. Yeah. So yeah, we really haven't talked about that as much with the people who play them, but she just commands that role. Right. I. I Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say completely agree on, on Carrie and it's really tragic that um <sighs> breaks my heart cuz apparently 9 was supposed to be her movie, right? That yeah. was going to yeah. be like the big Leia she's, movie. She's the youngest of them. I know. It it's yeah. absolutely just so goddamn tragic. But uh, agree completely. Um I do want to in the interest of time um, Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I wax poetic. I will wax poetic about Leia all day long. No, <laughs> it's good. I love the passion of it. Kate, where are you on this one? Um, I am full Leia. Ben Kenobi, I feel like we haven't gotten all of his story yet. I'm curious to see where the TV series goes, but Leia, we have, and it's fantastic. 
tragically we've gotten all of it and it's fantastic. tragically it's yes powerful like a powerful female character and not yeah. in the like throwaway way like yes yep and one of the first really strong female characters who didn't need anyone to rescue her in sci-fi mm-hmm. like yep. i i just recently rewatched uh flash gordon one of my favorite mm-hmm. films and like the leia type character in that movie I, she does have one scene where she fights back but a lot of her needing other people to do it for her. uh michael yeah. Oh, I just went. I wanted to vote for Leia just to set up the La, the Han Leia head to head match I for the final. <laughs> so it's Leia. So one hundred percent. And no disrespect to Obi Wan. Uh, also, if we strike him down, he will return more powerful than we can imagine. <laughs> Never so uh, there, there's he's got that going for us. Um, we're gonna go on to our final four. It's Chewbacca versus R two D two, Han Solo versus General Leia Organa Solo. Thank you, Kara. Um, <laughs> We have nobody here that was exclusively from the prequels or the sequels. I feel like that's probably correct. It feels right. This it feels right, right this to feels me. Good. Um, I'm going to start with Chewbacca versus R two D two. Kate, go first. R two. Kara. Mm. Go with your gut. Go with your gut. R two. Michael. <laughs> Team Chewie. I'm going with R two. <gasps> oh. ah! So it's, it's, even that's, though Chewie I'll is the it. ultimate number one. R2 is going to the final two. And Han Solo versus General Leia Organa Solo. I'm going to start with Kara. General. Here come the general. (laughs) Uh, Michael. Leia, 100%. Kate. Han is fantastic, but it's got to be Leia. Yes, I'm also going to echo everybody. It's got to be Leia. Han would still be an asshole without Leia. Yes, Yes. True. A hundred percent on that. Yes. Yep. yep. So Not ha- that women need to pick up men as projects. No. No. But Don't he would still be an asshole without Leia. True that. So we have a final two of General Leia Organa Solo versus I said that like I'm a robot versus R two D two. No, you uh, said it like you were acting in the prequels. Very <laughs> point. Um, I this was not the final two I imagined. I'll tell you that much. Um, so I'm going to start with Kara. General solo, Organa solo, all the way. Kate. I, I think it's fitting to say that, like, the two people are, like, when you think of one of the first most powerful images of Star Wars, it's her leaning down to put the plans inside R2. It's their mm-hmm. story. It's where it really begins. It's true. It's where it begins. Um, yeah. Definitely Leia, and not a little bit because of the tremendous human being Carrie Fisher was. Michael. I am not looking for droids. It is 100% Leia. Yep. Yeah, I have to give it to Leia too. And um, we did, Kara did a great job talking, but does anybody else want to say anything more about Leia? Um, Is there anything we didn't cover? I will just add, like, it broke my heart because you could see the seeds were all there where she was really going to come into her own as kind of being the next shepherd Mm -hmm. of where the Jedi were going. And I loved, even though it was kind of weird having her daughter play her in the flashbacks, like seeing Luke training her was really cool to me. Um, There was just, I think we just have to accept that that was the fate that she had. And even in that death, she still has a profound impact on the plot. It, it destroys me that that's the way it all ended. Yeah. yeah. But what an incredible character and how impactful for young women. And then to pass the torch on to Ray, where yeah. it's, it's like, like, yes, we had this amazing protagonist, female protagonist. Now we're taking even more ass kicking, but yet still, a, 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 clearly a feminine energy very strong but still very loving i, I think it ultimately is a, it's a port, torch passing moment right yeah yeah, yeah. and think, it's 
Oh, go ahead, Kara. No, go ahead, Kate. I've talked a lot, so. <laughs> I feel like, like, there's some part of me that once she died, and, like, I remember the day she died, and I remember where I was, and I was like, oh, God, oh, that also. <laughs> like, that, and then Debbie died, yeah. and, like, Ugh. which is just. Brutal. Brutal, but also, like, felt weirdly of a piece that, like, she just didn't want to be here any longer without Carrie. Um, anyway, uh, her mother Debbie Reynolds, for those yeah. who don't know. Who's yeah. listening to this podcast who doesn't know that? But right. And if you <laughs> haven't seen the documentary about the two of them, uh, it's amazing. Yep. So so no, knowing that happened, I was like, well, we're never going to get, it's never going to be able to write that, you know, cash that check that it wrote. It's never going to be able to right. do that. So, and yeah. even with my diminished expectations, like there's some things I like about the third movie, but a lot of it is just kind of a blur. Um, but I just... And I even like her goofy flying through space. Yeah, it's like I don't she mind was it. she was dead at that point and it was some kind of weird, beautiful image. Um It, it just, felt like that part of Superman, was it Superman two where Lois and this oh no, it's Superman one, where Lois is flying. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> yep. Margot Kidder scene, or I was like, Yes. This just doesn't Maybe there's another way this could have happened visually where it would have worked, but this doesn't work for me right yeah. now. It, it it worked for me, but it, but I yeah I mean as a character, you know kind of seeing the, as from a modern perspective the way that her character still through Carrie's sort of like thumb in your eye energy like even mm-hmm. she's she's not written necessarily the way she plays her she plays her with more strength and spunk I think than yes. sometimes especially in the third movie the character is written. Um, and to see her kind of come roaring back in this really complex character and God, the press tour for the, for the new <laughs> sequels was like one of the most joyous things, her and her dog, just like not giving a fuck and loving Gary. every second of it. Gary, Gary Fisher. Like I just, that was a real source of joy um, yeah. for me. So yeah, it's gotta be princess Leia for who she was. Uh, played by what the character was, you know, she wants what is in her obituary because of the metal bra that she wore in um, Return of the Jedi, she she was strangled by her own bra, drowned in moonlight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just I, I tip my head like, to you forever. <laughs> on screen and off, yes, just some, like like a woman I look up to. Yeah. Yes, you know, and it's just like remember we talk about Darth Vader. I was like, he's not scary, and it's like she has that energy. She's like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Like she's he's handcuffed with stormtroopers all around, and he's right in her face, and she's like, "I should, you know, I should have known he was holding your leash." Like, holy shit! She leads Tarkin to you stink. Like, it just doesn't care. (laughs) Yep. Take that, Dad. So (laughs) that being said, he controls you, and you smell bad. And get me off this thing. That being said, there you have it. Our pick for the Star Wars character is Princess Leia. Excuse me, General Leia Organa Solo. Icon, Uh, queen. Queen. Do you agree? Do you think we're looking for love in Alderaan places? Tell us how you really feel by leaving a comment on this episode at greatpopculturedebate.com or find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube. While you're there, make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast so you can hear about what new debates are coming soon, vote in open polls, and even decide which topics we tackle next. I want to say thank you to my panel. You are always my special additions. And thank you for listening. If you loved what you heard, please consider supporting us on Patreon where you can get even more exclusive content and you get episodes a whole day early. We hope that you have a good one. And remember, everyone is entitled to their wrong opinions.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.